This episode is brought to you by Skyline Homes. Skyline Homes has a unique approach to land development. Their home construction begins with a disciplined approach to evaluating markets, acquiring land, and creating value through the planning process. Pride and personal involvement in the work that they perform result in superior quality and service. This philosophy has distinguished them from the crowd of other developers in this ever-evolving business. To find out more, visit skylinehomesdevelopment.com. That's skylinehomesdevelopment.com. Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again at iHeart2C. I'm Hannah McGee and you're my husband, John. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and we have another special guest. Uh, we're still talking about agriculture in Canyon County and we have an awesome guest um, Brad McIntyre um, of McIntyre Pastures, and we wanted to um, t- chat with you guys. You are making a huge impact in this area, and your business is growing, and people are getting to know you, and you provide so many great um, products for us to use and eat, and so um, we're so happy you're here today, Brad. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So we would love to hear more about McIntyre Farms. How did it start and um, how has it kind of evolved over the last couple years? Um, and and what kind of specialty products do you guys sell? Yeah, no, I'd like the opportunity to share that. Um, so McIntyre Farms has been here in, in Caldwell for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1910 was when the, my uncle Sam uh, homestead of this place. Uh, so I'm fourth generation, my children fifth generation. And awesome. I was able to go to college and I chose to come back to the family farm. And my dad gave us the opportunity to, to rejoin. And we were pretty typical, you know, cash crop farmers. We did a lot of custom work for other uh, farmers around the area, did a lot of custom hay. And we were just in the in the grind, you know, just doing it. Mm-hmm. That's just what we were told to do, and that's what we did. And we just kind of went down that road. And I got a pretty inquisitive mind, so I I was actually on the the road of trying to figure out how to make the job a little easier on picking rocks. We we live down mm-hmm. on the river, uh, and so there's a lot of rocks. Yeah. So I was researching an article on soil health or on rock picking and it led to an article on soil health mm-hmm. and that kind of spurred my mind and, and I started researching more and more and it, and it led me to a group of, of no-tillers. And so that was the original focus was uh, trying to save money mm-hmm. and then it led me to soil health and cover crops and animals and, 
and it just started uh, snowballing. So that was in 2009 when I first read that article. We went to a conference that winter and really started kind of diving into all things soil health and cover crops. And in doing that, uh, a lot of other good folks around the nation, uh, we got to meet because there wasn't a whole lot going on in Idaho uh, in regards to that. And so through that, we, we met a lot of people that were doing direct sales and uh, that were focused on soil health and, and had this whole uh, story going together. And so we knew we needed animals uh, back on the farm to do things the way grandpa did them. Mm-hmm. And so we started building fences and moving back towards what they did. And, and wow. my father and myself moved all the way away. So now we're here today. We're selling animal products. We still sell commodity crops here at times uh, but a lot of those get recycled back through our animals yeah i was just researching a little bit and you guys really put a lot of emphasis on soil quality and soil makeup and Mm -hmm. you guys i mean it's not like a bunch of country hicks out there you know doing stuff you guys have your bachelor degrees and and you guys are really have put a scientific point of view on what you're doing out there can you tell us a little bit more about that about what you're doing to the soil that's so unique. Yeah, no, it, it is very important. The, the more I dove off that cliff on soil health and really got looking at it, it was amazing the connection between the health of that soil to the health of the animal, to the health of the human. Mm. And that's just not through the animal process either. That goes as far as grains and, and all the products as we as farmers uh, produce. So, we, we just got super passionate about all things soil because there was a direct tie uh, to the quality of our product. Mm. So, uh, I mean, it's everything to us now. We, we, every, every choice we make on the farm, we talk about, does it advance our soil health or can it advance it farther than where we're at? And, and that's part of our decision-making process because if I do anything to, to alter that and to make it worse, then I've done the same thing to my animal, which does it to the human that consumes it. So mm. we're very conscious of, of all things that relate to that quality. Yeah, it really is kind of this circle of life discussion. I mean, I've, I've you know, I've heard about these more traditional farming practices and making sure you're putting back into the soil, but now you're now you're really talking about the life cycle, including the human, right? Who's consuming the product and how, how important that is. So you've really gone full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a question. Yeah, and, and when you think about oh, go ahead. And along with that too, I think yeah, if you could maybe define what soil health is for our listeners and maybe those who aren't familiar with actually what you're talking about, maybe define what that, what that means or what that looks like too along with what John asked. Yeah, definitely. So when you look at soil and and a a teaspoon of soil, that could be over a billion uh, microbes, bacteria, fungi in that little teaspoon of soil. So we're so focused on everything that you can see with your eyes and and less about what what we couldn't see in the past. And when we started focusing on, we call it, livestock in the soil and we have our livestock above the soil Mm. and we need to be just as concerned as keeping them alive 
as the livestock on top of the soil. So when I talk about soil health, it's, it's not, um, there's so many aspects to it, but it goes all the way to water infiltration, you know, making our water cycle uh, healthier. It's, it's about uh, protecting their home in the soil, not disturbing the soil, whether that's with tillage or chemicals or animal disturbance. Uh, it's giving them a living uh, root to, because as a plant grows, it's taking in carbon uh, from the air. It's that energy from the sun and it's converting it into sugars in the soil. And it, so it feeds, it's feeding the microbes. So if I don't have a living plant, that food source is gone and it has to rely on, on the reserves there. So we're always wanting a living plant and, and an animal that's eating that plant and cycling it faster for them. And so we're really focused on feeding them. So if we can feed them better, we can grow them better. Then they can break down and unlock the nutrients that are in the soil and make them more available to the plant. So there's this relationship that's always going on in the soil as you have a living plant and you have this well-fed microbiome, it's this synergistic relationship that they get healthier and the plant gets healthier and then the animal above gets healthier. And it's just this, mm -hmm. this rolling ball. And if you look at history before humans were too involved on our continent and every other continent, and we had the buffalo that moved in massive herds and, and the elk and deer and these huge herds that were always moving. Mm -hmm. And then right behind them, so they trampled a lot of litter. They, they did their, they, their poop and their pee. But behind them, there's the there's the water fountain I talked about. I don't. Can you hear me? Okay, no, still. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. I can't oh. even hear it in the background. So then the the birds followed. Huge creations of birds would follow these herbivores mm. to then scratch the dung and move it and and get it incorporated in the soil. And so it's that natural uh, process that now we're trying to mimic that as mm -hmm. best we can. We grow crop. We have our animals, our cattle, our chickens follow yeah. to then try to mimic nature of what used to happen on this continent. So that's, we're, we're trying to mimic nature. We're trying to do that as best as we can as a human and still pull a, you know money mm -hmm. off of that land at the same time. Yeah. So. Wow. That's so fascinating. I love that. Yeah, it really is. And what a great opportunity. Part of I think what we're trying to do is with this ag segment is really educate people about agriculture in Canyon County. And it's, there's so much more to it as you're describing, mm -hmm. right? I think a lot of people, especially on um, the Boise side of the Valley, probably think there's farmers out there and they grow some cattle and they grow a few crops and it gets to the store. But man, what you guys are doing um, in just helping to educate especially young people in this community, you know, what it takes, the science involved. I don't think a lot of people understand the, you know, the kind of detailed science that you're talking about. It's uh, what you guys are doing out there is more than just farming. There's a, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, a laboratory going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I, you know, when I went to college, it was all about the, the soil is a chemistry set and we put fertilizer on and we try to like, change the chemistry here to make the crop grow better when in reality what what the more i research and learn the less i know and the less i can uh, make you know lasting change on that soil there's there's so many uh different things that can 
that can make those changes better than I can as a human. And so we, we try to step back and let nature run its course if we can feed it properly. And, mm-hmm. and so that, that's our goal. And, you know, I, I have a good friend, Ray Archuleta. He, he, in some of the talks he gives, he shows this picture of a, of a barren field in the summertime. So say somebody's plowed their field and left it bare and nothing's growing. He has this picture and he says, you know, the field's naked, it's hungry, and it's running a fever because mm-hmm. there's so much sun hitting that soil. Mm. It's the, the temperature, it's actually killing biology. And so we don't like that. We try to keep the clothes on our field as much as possible. We, we keep everything covered, we keep it fed, and we keep its temperature down. And that's really key. So as you, you still see that now there are rotations in certain crops that make it really hard to be a hundred percent no-till and I a hundred percent agree. It's, it's almost impossible to grow those crops in here. I try to help other farmers realize that there are, there are, are opportunities to no-till and grow cover crops and keep the land covered in between the rotations. And that will have a net positive in soil health, which then will help humans at the same time. Mm. So that's, that's our goal to help this whole community become a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I love that. And one of the ways that the community can get more involved is simply by purchasing through you. You know, I, I I think I speak for a lot of our listeners and saying, yeah, I go down to the grocery store and I go to the meat counter and I pick out something and I put it in the cart and, and go, but you know, looking at the, the types of things that you sell and certainly the quality and freshness Talk to us a little bit about the retail side at McIntyre mm-hmm. Farms and and what you're what you're trying to do with that part. Yeah, so when we started raising animals, uh, we started you know we had brought beef to the land and then we were just kind of selling, right? You know, like a lot of them do, went down to the Treasure Valley Livestock and sold it to the auction, and there was nothing left. We actually were we we lost money. And then talking with my other contacts, they're like, yeah, that doesn't work for you. You got to sell direct to the consumer. And, and mm-hmm. as I, as I started going down that rabbit hole, realizing that as a farmer, we had stepped so far away from marketing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to go sell the commodity that day, get paid and walk away. Our grandparents didn't do that. They had to go market themselves. Yeah. And so it was a, it was a new um, thing that we had to, kind of a hat we had to put on and go out and and talk with people and you know gain those relationships of trust with people and 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 build this and so it wasn't overnight that that happened but as we have focused on quality uh as we have tried our best and and proven that we we do care we really care about the land we care about the animals we care about our customers it's been word of mouth and it's just you know, it's slowly grown uh, to where, you know, we can bring other family members in and, and, and have other people get involved and be able to build this business. And it's been very rewarding. So one of the favorite, my favorite things to do is to go out and be among the public and sell and, and hear those stories back yeah. from people, the good experiences. And as a farmer, I enjoy selling what I grow now mm-hmm. before uh, that was the last thing we wanted to do sure. is to face that customer. So it's been really rewarding uh, to be out there amongst the, the people and, and selling direct, being able to get that food dollar back 
because if you sell it wholesale, it takes a long time to, to get that margin back to where if I sell direct, um, you know, I don't have to raise as many acres of, right. you know, X product. I can do less and still gain uh, the same amount of dollars. And so I can have a more impact in, on our business by going direct to that consumer. And so that's what we focus on now. And where do you, what are the ways that you sell? Do people have to order online or do you sell to certain markets um, or, you know, farmer's markets or whatever? What is the best way for people to, um, to know how to purchase your products? Yeah, so we do have a website. That's the majority of where our sales come from, mm-hmm. uh, McIntyreFamilyFarms.com and McIntyrePastures.com. There's both ways to get there. Uh, so that's the majority of how people are, are are finding us. And then we have drop locations that they can meet us at or they can come to the farm and get it. And I would say that is 80% of the business that mm-hmm. way. Uh, we do sell some eggs to Cliff's Market. We sell our eggs for us, Albertsons, the Boise Co-op. Um, and then we do sell some uh, restaurant eggs. So there's some restaurants in Boise. Well, there's a lot. I can, I can name them all off, but we do sell eggs direct to them. So that is the majority. And then we do uh, still sell at the Boise Farmer's Market when it's in season. Mm-hmm. Now it's off, but starting in April uh, through December online through the Boise Farmer's Market. But year round, is the, the online web website is the best. You can call my sister-in-law, Maria, direct to. She does do phone orders. And we are right in the middle of building a, a farm store and kind of bringing all of our freezer space and everything under one building. Cool. So we're building a farm store where people can come in and shop there. That's so awesome. That's hopefully will be done in the next couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's great. Well, we definitely have seen a theme with interviewing different companies um, and farms around um, the Canyon County. And one of the things we hear is, you know, education is key for the public to understand, you know, where their meat comes from, where their fruits and vegetables come from, and and how how much better it is to get it directly from um, the farm than maybe going to the grocery store. What are some things that you as a family and a business are doing to educate the public and get, you know, get them more involved to um, understand how important it is to buy local beef and local chicken and local eggs so we we do farm tours Mm -hmm. uh one of the ways that we uh, invite people out and they they can see it and hear the story um i actually will go into schools and i classes for teachers at times that way um i teach at seminars and so anytime i can get in front of people and and Mm -hmm. tell the story i really enjoy it that's that's very important to me. I went through uh, the program Leadership Idaho Agriculture. With Rick Whaley. And, yeah, with Rick Whaley. Uh-huh. Yeah, learned right. how to tell the, our story, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and speak about ag. And it's, it's, it's very, I'm very passionate about teaching because it used to be that you were, you were involved with ag or you were one generation away from somebody that was involved with ag. Mm-hmm. And now we're like at three, four, some five generations removed from agriculture. That's so and so it, you know, as the farther you get away, that the, the less you know. And so it's important for the people to understand who, who, who raises their, uh, you know, products. It's, 
it's to me it's not so much what the label is on that product is is who it is and can you trust them yeah that because is anybody can get a label sure fast. but but do you uh, do you know them and, and can you trust them and, and reducing the food miles it's, it's very important we can keep that money in that local economy mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't go away if you keep it in the local economy your kids you know are blessed at the schools and yep. you know that whole community and and that's what America has lost is those little communities. And so the more we can do that in a, in a local area, the healthier that area can become. Yeah. You guys are doing such a great job at that for sure. I love that. That's great. So as we're here at the beginning of the year and you start talking, we all want to start talking about the future. What are the plans for this year? And, you know, you mentioned that you're the fourth generation and your kids are the fifth generation. What do you, what do you see for the future of, McIntyre Farms. What mm. what direction are you guys uh, heading out with, you know, with your this next generation of your your children? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I, I ask my children the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the my goal is to leave this farm, the soil, and that that's our resource is the soil, better than I found it. And and my goal is the same. Now talking about that. You know how many people can we bring in and under one one roof? I think there's huge opportunities. It, we don't have to just stay with, you know, egg and meat. There's opportunities for businesses, and and we encourage it. You know, if they, you know, Maria's been good about uh, her daughters. They run the duck eggs and they raise meat ducks, mm-hmm. and then, you know, my children figure out what they're gonna do, and, and so there's other things that we can bring underneath this. Uh, umbrella and then in, in focusing on the, those direct cells and that's that's where the future i would like to continue as those kids get creative mm-hmm. um and yeah. and and you know and we can help them sell it and and really you know figure out ways for them to run business it's healthy for them to understand money how to run a business how to communicate and, and how to be adults and yeah. and and deal with people yeah. and through the good and the bad because mm-hmm. life is easy. There's, there's hard stuff you've got to go through and, and, and how do we, how do we do that? Running a business is a good way for them to get that experience. And so that's what we encourage the kids right now to do. That's what I hope they continue to do when I'm gone. Yeah. Those are great lessons to teach your kids. Yeah, man. Sure is. Can we send our kids to your farm and make them work the, or have them work this summer? <laughs> We'll sign the child labor waiver. We have talked about that. We, we've talked about it and it's, it's, no one's wanted to tie off on it, but I have other acquaintances that do uh, like summer camps mm-hmm. and do preschool on the farm and, you know, oh, get sure. kids out and, and kind of have an educational piece of their farm. We, yeah. We've talked about it, but it's never, That's, I'm sure it's never gained traction with anybody. But well, we could be your pilot project. Yeah. For that. But, Our kids could be your guinea pigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but I, awesome. I think it would go over well. It's back to that mm-hmm. ag education, yes. right? It's Absolutely, them understand and helping them raise food. But um, so that just adds to that's just another thing that somebody could do if they're passionate yeah. about education. They could add that business in. You know, it just it helps grow the awareness of the whole business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and um, just teaching us more about the importance of soil health and just that cycle that is 
is so important that, you know, I think the average citizen who is not in farming don't, doesn't understand, but now we can understand how important that is and invest in um, healthy, good products from you guys and many other farms in Canyon County. So thank you for your time, Brad. I appreciate it. Yeah, and for our, for our listeners, also, if you'll yeah. go to McIntyre Family Farms, um, since we've been talking, I've signed up as a customer, and Yay. it's about lunchtime, and I haven't had lunch, and so <laughs> I'm salivating here looking at this tenderloin recipe. But go onto their website mm-hmm. and sign up as a customer, and you can get delivery, or you can go to these drop-off locations. There's, there's lots of ways to get this McIntyre Family Farm product. Yeah. Yeah, and if you... You know, I always try to leave with some people with something that they can do mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of change their area. Yeah. So the American homeowner actually owns the most land out of anybody. So the the, mm. the largest crop in America is lawn, the grass. Mm. And if you can do stuff to improve uh, what's used on that lawn or turn it into a food, uh, find ways to improve the soil of that, bringing pollinator species to help your little area. Mm. Just think about the change that we can make on soil and human health all over America. Wow. That, that's something that everyone can do is totally. just change there at your house. And so there's a lot of cool things that, that we can do just at our own residence. So yeah, yeah thank you for the opportunity. And we're, we're just glad to serve. And we really do appreciate it. It takes, it takes a community for us to run mm-hmm. our business. Um, and we are, we are very humbled uh, at the, the love and the support that people have given us. And it's, it's just key for us to keep going and, and we're so thankful for it. So we're thankful for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You have a great day, Brad. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iHeart2C.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iHeart2C. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.